Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking, can-am soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> How's it going? Good, good, good. Good, you, you have a little extra coffee this morning or something? No. Okay. <laughs> right Actually, I feel like crap, but, you know, sometimes when I feel bad, my humor kicks in to try to make myself feel better. Yeah, that's good. Laughter is the best medicine, they say. That's what they say, you know, but there's laughter, and then there's laughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's laughing at a dad joke, and then there's um, cackling wide-eyed as you carve up the body but <laughs> okay that's it's all different yeah it's all different <laughs> you know I, I worked at a place and it wasn't it wasn't the greatest job is where i worked before san Joe's, a place called enterflow and they built you know all kinds of different oil and gas equipment and the reason it wasn't the greatest is because they were kind of a cheap company like they didn't pay that well the shop in the wintertime was cold like i would literally wear a toque and uh, like gloves just to keep it was about 10 degrees celsius in the shop all winter long they they, and it was dark it wasn't well lit the floor was it needed to be resurfaced and it's just one of those places it's kind of like ugh. and uh but man the guys that we worked with there were the funniest guys and like good clean humor like they're all decent people you know all dads are not a bunch of like sickos but i I would bet like three to four times a week at coffee break, we would laugh so hard that we would all just be crying. And sooner, like after a while, everybody starts sitting around where, because we just walk out our door of the bay that we're working and we all had lawn chairs. And man, eventually there's always like 30 people that come over to our thing just because we'd laugh so much. And it, you know, if you get the right comment, like I can be funny sometimes, but around some people I can't. And then... It wasn't like any one of us was hilarious, but when all three of us got together, somehow just, I don't know, the, the dynamic between us was, oh man, I've never laughed. So I think, like I got six pack abs just from having coffee breaks. We laughed so much, man. It was awesome. It was fun, it's fun <laughs> to have people like, like that. that. But every time I would walk over to that group of guys, see what was going on, they'd break up and walk away. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming. <laughs> So what have you been up to lately? Uh, this week I've, um, uh, weather and, you know, body has been getting me down, but I, uh, was doing some research this week. Oh yeah. A deep, deep dive research into, um, police and prosecutor misconduct. Hmm. It just. For curiosity? Yeah. Right on. Um, I saw a thing in passing, right? It was just the quickest, even the written news stories on it were like two short paragraphs. Mm. I mean, each paragraph was like a sentence, you know? I'm like, really? Normally when that happens, it's either absolutely nothing or it's a big cover-up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This one is turning out to be a cover-up because... I uh, I saw it and it just something piqued my curiosity about it uh, about this story and uh, I started you know broke out my old book of uh, super secret passwords and started researching. Hmm. Interesting. You know, some still work, some don't. Hmm. But. Uh, it's a ca- I don't want to say where it is, but it's a case. Uh, this guy's been in prison for 17 years. And the crime happened sometime before that because it took three or four years to get this guy to uh, trial. Since day one, since the first time police made contact with him, he has just vehemently protested uh or, you know, professed his innocence. 
Hmm. I am innocent. Y'all got the wrong dude. I ain't done nothing. And he was convicted rather readily. Hmm. Um, police say he confessed. There's absolutely no proof. <laughs> the video of his interrogation doesn't show it. There's nothing written. Cops just say, oh, yeah, he confessed. Hmm. And it was a, an election year for the prosecutor. Hmm. It was a horrendous crime, just heinous. Hmm. Uh, oh, and by the way, he has no, the, the guy has absolutely no connection to the victim, mm -hmm. anybody related to the crime, nothing. Hmm. One of the cops that investigated the crime, and I'm using air quotes when I say investigated, was an ex-lover of the victim. Mm. They had a violent history. Hmm. Uh, and then just on and on and on, there's so many connections between this cop and the victim, right? Yeah. He was someone that looked just like the cop was seen with the victim moments prior to death. Hmm. Really? Yeah. That's how the world works. Yeah. Well, this guy's about to get off and, uh, he, he really hurt his case trying to get out. You know, the, the government knows we need to let this guy out. They know that. They're slow rolling it because he said, I'm going to bankrupt the state with my civil suit. Mm. And generally when things like this happen, if your state allows it, they, they tell you, um, plead no contest and we'll let you out. No harm, no foul. Hmm. Uh, or sign, say you won't sue us and we'll let you out. You know, they somehow blackmail you. And then some states don't allow that, and they let you out, and you sue them. And hmm. Oh, yeah. And then the state may not allow them to blackmail you, but then their state law caps any civil suits for wrongful prosecution. Hmm. Interesting. You know. Yeah. Um, this particular <clears throat> state doesn't have either of those things, which is a oversight, but um, which is why they're slow rolling the release. Right on. So you, you said you had bad weather there too? Yeah, it's been, you know, either rain or like yesterday we had um, record high temperatures for this time of year. Yeah. And it started out um, like overcast yesterday morning because a little bit of rain right before sunup. Mm -hmm. And then it was, you know, High 80s yesterday. I'm like, oh wow, brutal, brutal. Um, <laughs> if it was just the heat, that's fine. But coming on top of rain, when you got all the humidity and and yeah. it's not supposed to be that hot, so it's not like you had a a run up on it. You didn't have to. You didn't get a chance to practice your heat. Yeah, yeah. And Benjamin wasn't feeling so good yesterday, so. Mm. Some days he loves the heat and he goes out and plays, and you, but not yesterday. He's like, oh, mm. nah, uh, uh, poor old dog, hey. <clears throat> yeah, he's a poor old dog, <laughs> limping now more, and his joints oh, are just killing him. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I think our dogs might be going deaf. Um, and I think it's because like there'll be noises. I don't know. He's acting deaf, kind of, sort of. You know what I mean? Like, there'll be things that he doesn't really hear. And then there'll be something that he, is, is louder outside. Like, I don't know. Like, when my truck comes back, the muffler's broken on my truck. You know, he used to know what that was. And now he, I'll basically be there. And then at the last second, he'll hear it and just start freaking out. Like, I don't know. It just, it seems like he's going deaf, but. Who knows? That dog is not the brightest bulb. Oh, man. <laughs> it's so funny because, yeah, I don't want to get. I was like the old grumpy dad who didn't want to get a dog. And everybody wants a dog. Everybody wants a dog. Everybody wants a dog. 
And every time, you know, they go on Kijiji, they're looking at dogs. I'm like, no, 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 don't look at dogs. Stop looking at dogs. Finally, just so that I don't have to be like the big bad dad, I said, okay, here's a deal. If y'all decide you want a dog, get a dog. But this is not my decision. I am out. 100% out. And so my wife wanted a dog. Four kids wanted a dog. So we get this dog. Everybody, no one enjoys the responsibilities of having a dog. The kids complain constantly. They're, they're a little better now because what I always used to say, they'd be like, oh, whose turn is it to take Henry? It's your turn. You take him out. The kids take him out. You know, first thing in the morning, they take turns. And they'll complain. And then I would always just say, get a dog, they said. It'll be fun, they said. And it drove my kids nuts. <laughs> and every time, and they're like, stop saying that, Dad. I was like, listen, I'm the one that said we do not want a dog. And you guys pushed it. So enjoy what you've done. You're responsible. This is all you, 100% you. I, I even said, like, right from the beginning, I said, okay, I will pay for this dog. But so you know, I am 100% against having a dog. And so, yeah, they're, they're a little better now, but it's still like, I don't know. This dog's not smart. You know, he barks at you. He's, he's dumb. He, he always sneaks in to try and get table scraps, and that makes him sick. And so, you know, if we let him, at first it's like, ah, oh, whatever. You know, it's, I don't want him to think he can come in there while we're eating. Like, his bed's in the living room. He can watch us eat, and then when we're done. But then every time he'd come in there, he'd eat whatever fell on the floor, and then he'd puke. And I'm like, okay, this isn't cool. And really, it's probably best for a dog to have a, you know, more regular diet. And uh, so it's like, but this dog doesn't learn. Like, he knows he's not supposed to be in the kitchen. And he just gives in to his temptation. I don't know. I've had good dogs, and I've had stupid dogs. And the dog we have now is a stupid dog. Like, he's dumb. I've had dogs that have been, like, the greatest, like, companion, um, intelligent, did everything they could to please you. And I would say, by and large, my experience has been that most dogs are like that. But man, I, I, and maybe it's a problem you hear about these puppy mills and how they're just like overbred and you just, maybe that's part of it. Like the bloodlines get weakened or something, but man, this dog is stupid. Henry's dumb. Like I don't, I honestly, it sounds brutal, but nobody's going to be overly sad when he's gone. <laughs> I feel so, I feel bad saying that, but it's true. Oh no, overbreeding can make. The, the the first thing that goes, people is like, oh no, it breeds their health out. No, it makes them retarded first. Mm. The bloodline. Um, yeah. I. <clears throat> ooh, when uh, we were helping out, or every once in a while, we gave a lot of money, gave a lot of stuff, and then we would volunteer our time at a, uh, like a rescue, pet rescue. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I would did a lot of behavioral stuff with the dog. And that's what I saw, you know, the worse the puppy mill, the more retarded the dog. Wow, yeah. Now, a lot of retarded yeah. dogs are just <clears throat> loving, you know, because they, they know they're stupid and they need to rely on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you can see it in their eye. You're like, uh, I, I couldn't figure out what to eat if you paid me. Um, can you be my human? Yeah, yeah. You know, and that and wouldn't then, bother me. And the other side of that is for every one of those, you get one aggressive mean biter yeah 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 it's it's funny you know because they shut down like the whole puppy mill concept here in canada and the people talk about so now they have these boutique shops and i'm like when you go there it feels just like the old pet stores you know anyway so we <clears throat> we were buying this dog from a breeder i thought okay that's a the, the proper way to do it the humane way to do it and we drive out, they're like out in the country and we get there, it's probably 45 minute drive and they had a garage, like you can buy like a, a double detached garage package and you know, they go up real quick. You know, a lot of people do that here. If you've got place on your lot, just boom, boom. And they had one of these things and they put it up and I don't know, they probably had it partitioned off into about 30 or 40 different little caged areas with like aisles down between and each one of them had a dog with puppies and it was so hot in this thing it was in the summertime that they had all these fans blowing around and it stunk like a barn and i was like this is literally just a puppy mill you, yeah. you know what i mean and 
And you look at the, so we have um, a Morky, a Maltese Yorkie, and generally they were going for like 1200 bucks, and this one was 800 And I'm like, hey, this is a pretty good deal. And we got there, and the dog, Henry, our dog, wouldn't stand up. And she's like, oh, just don't let the kids pick him because he's been dropped too many times by children. And I'm like, oh, my word. And he was he had his head up. And then when you went close to him, he put his head down. And so he was abused, like obviously, like terribly mistreated. And OK, then maybe this is my fault in this whole process. <laughs> I probably should have walked away at that point. But I told Steph, I said, I think we have to buy this dog either because we love him or because we want to save him. <laughs> so. I guess that's probably entirely on me. The kids wanted him. Oh, he's so cute. But when we brought him home, he literally didn't walk for the first day. And he was like, oh, the proper age. I don't know how many weeks, like eight or nine, whatever it was, the, the proper way to thing. And he had his health shots, records, like all this stuff. But we set him on the floor and he literally didn't move. And so he obviously, I mean, yeah, puppy mill stuff, but he was also treated poorly. Like he was also like the runt of the litter and stuff, but... Man, he grew up to thinking that he was the King Tut. Oh, yeah. Anyways, it's a, a dog show. <laughs> yeah, when we got Sandy out in Missouri, it was a breeder. Um, had one bitch, one stud, and he bred different breeds. But so for each breed, he would breed. He only had one bitch, one stud, and he had, um, I, you know, will breed the dog once. It, you know, gestates for what, six, nine weeks, and then has the babies, and he goes, then I give her X amount of time to recover. I don't mm -hmm. just go right back and yeah, yeah. rebreed because he had his reasons. And they were a little weird, but they, you know, it it meant the same thing, you know. Yeah, in the end, good. the dog had a break. Yeah. Um. And it was clean. It was all outdoors hmm. during the uh, spring and summer, and then he moved them all indoors. Like he had a big barn, uh, really nice barn too, a big pole barn, and all heated, you know. It was just, you know, clean, well run, but it was he was weird. <clears throat> but, uh, and he had his daughters in these little, uh, like Shirley Temple dresses. Mm. Now he's starting to sound weird. Oh no! I mean, he had it was. They were that age too. Okay. And they would show you the dogs. You know, he had a, that was his gimmick. That was his shtick. Oh, that's kind of mean. Yeah. Use your kids to do your business. You know, you got these, you know, cute little curly haired girls and Shirley Temple dresses showing you pretty little puppies. You know, most people would just melt on that. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, what are the health records, you know? Yeah, let's get that. We see the mom's history. Come on. Yeah. Right on. Oh, don't my daughters impress you? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. No. I roast two of those every Halloween. Um, no, you're not impressing me. Yeah. <laughs> but. Oh, and then we got yeah. our first dog at a pet store in Tampa that it was like a. It was a pet store, but they professed to only get their dogs from reputable breeders. It was like a boutique store. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was all a bunch of BS. Yeah, like, you know, you hear the, them say that. Like, even here, I honestly don't know. I think you would have to, like, get involved with a kennel club and, you know, talk to people or maybe even go to dog shows and find out, okay, you know, who is a reputable, because you can't, like, you can't go, I don't know, we've tried to find good breeders, and we just can't, like, you know, looking for various dogs and stuff, and it's like, oh, wow, and that was from our other experiences and stuff like that, but, 
Man, it, it's funny because the government tries to deregulate it, but in a certain sense, you can't, right? Like if I have two dogs, I can breed them all I want and I can try and make money, you know. You know, if you've got, you say like a $1,200 Morky, and if, yeah, I don't know how many that breed has in a litter, but a few dogs, you know, if you had a couple of those and you just keep pumping them out, like you see why people, you know, why puppy meals are started because people pay that much for the dogs, and if your dog can spit out more puppies, then you make more money. Like, it's purely a money thing, you know? Yeah, if you're a puppy mill, it's it's a low overhead, high profit game. Yeah. Especially if you breed. Uh, and it's, a, it's a, a really a balancing act on the breed you pick. Because if you're a puppy mill and you're breeding um, full blood poodle, you know, standard poodle, mm-hmm. the AKC and the is going to just come, they're going to find out about you and turn your ass in. Mm. Um, you know, because they breed them, you know, they're, you know, high-end breeders that do poodles. You know, they don't want you, one, messing up the the pool, mm-hmm. and two, taking away their money. Yeah. But if so. you're just breeding some uh, weird. Uh, 57, Heinz 57. Or like a cockapoo. Yeah. Nobody's. You know, yeah, whatever. The breeding dog. Um, Who cares about this? It's a great, stuff. it's a great breed. Don't get me wrong. I'll never have another one because we had two and they're both dead, and I'm, you know, emotionally scarred for life. But yeah, um, and they both had diabetes. One had cancer. Oh wow! Uh, but it's a great breed overall. Hmm. You know, because it's hypoallergenic. So if you're allergic to dogs, you can get a poodle. You can get a cockapoo. Generally, you can get uh, a poodle mixed breed, yep. and it's hypoallergenic. There are some that aren't. Yeah. But like our little Morky. Morkies are, which is a Maltese and yeah. a Yorkie. And they don't, big like shedding, like, oh, man, dogs are oh, shedding. Oh, I can't stand a shedding no, dog. No, We bought a St. Charles Cavalier. And, I mean, we shed it. Like, we look in the book, and it's like, you know, medium to have a low shedding. And we, we picked it up from this lady, and she's like, oh, no, it doesn't shed at all. And right then and there, we should have been like, no, this breed does shed. It's like, no, no. And she wore white pants and a white shirt, and she had a, a nice house in Langdon. And I'm like, when I look back at it, she says, no, it doesn't shed at all. I'm sure she only wore the white pants so that we could see there's no red hair on them. Because this dog, we got a home, and it shed so much. And it had a nice thick red coat. It's a great dog. Her name is Cinnamon. And... uh but yeah, I wonder man, how they named it Cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. The, but where I drew the line, like, I mean, we would vacuum like three times a day to, to deal with the hair. Like, literally. Like, it's like, I'm like, this is just not cool, man. It, oh. And then one day I went to get butter out of the pantry and there was one of Cinnamon's hairs sitting on top of our butter tray. And I'm like, okay, that's it. Done. This dog cannot live in this house. And yeah, so we got rid of her. Oh man, ugh, shedding dog. You see so many people like you, you stand in line at the grocery store, and these people they got like sweatpants, and it's just it's like they've glued dog hair to the back. It's like so disgusting. I'm like, first of all, I guarantee their house is dirty, but second of all, oh, or like people come with like any animal hair on your clothing is gross. <laughs> like you're a piece of trash. Ugh. Yeah, highly judgmental, but it's gross. Uh, we had we had some some good friends of ours. We went to stay with them last year. You know, we took a trip, stayed with them. I hope to God they do not listen to this show. Um, their house has so much dog hair along the baseboards and in the corners. In just one room, you can make a dog out of that oh, hair. Um, that's so gross. In the in their master bath, they they have a shower and then a big princess tub. Yeah, they don't use the princess tub, and it's it looks like a it's a fur lined seriously. Tub. And I'm not lying to you. Oh. I'm not over dramatizing. I'm like looking at it, going, "You could shave the inside of that tub." Like that. That isn't just gross. That is a like a sanitation issue. That is unhealthy. It speaks to the mental health of the people that run the house. Yeah. It does. 
You know, this one thing that drives me nuts is personal hygiene. People that don't have any personal hygiene at all, and it's getting so bad. You know, there's people come into wall, like you go to the Walmart parking lot and you drive through and you see these people in their pajamas and their hair literally looks like it's been dipped in a bucket of lard. I'm like, you're gross. Like take a little pride in your physical appearance, in your body. You only get one of them. You may as well look after it a little bit. And people that just like, oh, and they just, they walk by you and they just stink, reek of B.O. Oh, I can't do that. I can't. Ugh. Ugh. Well, here's a, uh, uh, honestly true occurrence. The Indian restaurant I ate at back in Maryland, uh, we ate there until we saw a roach. Then I never went back. Mm. Well, they moved from one location to another and the new location is where I saw the roach. Mm. Never saw anything. And it was one of the cleanest, if not the cleanest Indian restaurant I've ever been in, in my life. And uh, and they knew what I wanted as soon as I walked in because I never ordered anything but that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going playing menu roulette at an Indian restaurant. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting um, <clears throat> the chicken tikka and their non-bread uh, uh, it's a platter with different kinds of non-bread. Mm. And go to town. Yeah. Well, walked in there one time, sat down. Waiter, or the owner came up and was like, "Oh, you know, Mister Fetisai, what are you?" And then, "Oh, you know, pretty good. How are you? You know, how's business? Blah blah blah." And he's like, "You know, before I have him come over, I just want to say our new waiter. You will have to excuse him. He's part of my." White family, and he's only got here, and he hasn't accepted the idea of deodorant yet. No. And as soon as he said that, he spun on his heels and walked away. I'm like, oh, great. That's nasty. Great. And then the and then he came over, and I'm like, and it hit you like oh, a yeah. wave of heat. You're like, yeah. oh, jeez. Yeah. And now you expect me to eat. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you're like, you know, excuse me, this, this isn't my problem. I don't have to suffer because you don't know how to clean yourself. Oh. Adi- adios. And I don't know. I don't. I've been all over the world, and I don't know how people that do nothing for a living stink. Yeah. And these are people that, you know, you get up in the morning or you shower before you go to bed. But sometime in that 12-hour period... You have showered. Mm-hmm. Water has hit you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you go to work as a waiter and you reek. How? <clears throat> I have forgotten to use deodorant one or two times in my life. Even when I worked outside, hard work, I didn't reek. Yeah. I don't understand it. I, I don't. No. I don't. There are some cultures out there, their their diet has a lot to do with their body odor. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm not in any way calling out the garlic-smelling Asian cultures. Uh, But anyway. Yeah. You know, we have a uh, lot of Asian friends, and I joke with them about that, so. Yeah. Oh, I eat so much garlic, it's ridiculous. Um, Oh, yeah, my wife reeks of garlic. You know, whatever. yeah. Um, so when I lived in Russia, I had this kid who was on the bunk above me. His name was Maxim. And he wouldn't shower. And he was a really skinny, skinny, skinny kid. Like, he would have been lucky if he was 100, 100 pounds. And I don't know how tall he was, you know. But anyways, wouldn't shower. And it was so bad that I couldn't sleep at night because I'd smell this wretched body odor. And so finally, like we told him and like even like it was so bad that his uh, teachers were complaining. He said he he just is really dirty. It's gross. And so like the kind of people in charge said, yeah, no, Maxime, you need to shower. You know, we're, you're expected to shower at least every other day. And he goes, I smell like a man. And it's like, no, you stink. You don't smell like a man. You stink. And uh, it was literally to the point where we had to grab him and carry him down the hall. And he was kicking and screaming. 
and we threw him in the shower with his clothes on. We turned the water, and we literally, we had like four people holding him in there, and he's trying to get out. And then we were just like taking bottles of shampoo and just putting them on. <laughs> and then finally, and we said, you're not coming into your bedroom until you've cleaned yourself and you don't stink. And he was like, fine. It took, this took like over an hour and a half one night to make him have a shower. And, uh, no, I said, Maxime, I said, oh, you will not come into this room. You stink so bad. And I said, there's no reason I should lose sleep because you smell bad. When your odor is ruining the lives of people around you, that's when you need to make a change. You know, just like somebody who's smoking, right? If somebody's smoking cigarettes, like a, a chain smoker, and if it's affecting people around them, it's the chain smoker that needs to stop that or do it outside, you know? Oh, finally he showered and he came back in. And then by the end of it, like I was there for six months, by the end of it, he was actually showering every day. And he actually, we went in the bottom cologne. Cause it's like, if you want to smell like a man, put this on. <laughs> this is a much better manly smell than body odor. And at the end of it, I was like, oh, phew. But that was just wretched, man. Just disgusting. And same Did thing, you know- he, he was like a student. Like he's 12 or 13, like didn't work. How could you smell this bad? He learned that from somewhere that not showering and smelling like that, you're a real man. Yeah. That's a man. You smell like soap. You know, that's a yeah, a B word. Flower. You know? Yeah, you smell like a um, flower. How? I mean, what does that say about that culture? Yeah. Or the, you know, the culture of those people that were telling him that, teaching him that. Mm-hmm. That I'm just too lazy to shower, so... You know, there's one culture I, I still don't get very well, and that's Russian culture. And I mean, like, I've lived there for, like, six months, and that's not a long time. But you think if you're there and you have eight Russian roommates, and when you arrive, you don't speak Russian, they don't speak English, you learn quickly. But also, I think their culture's changed so much. You know, like, I was there in 94, and everybody asked, is like, oh, I wish we could just go back to the old way. You know, they, they wanted communism because as soon as, as soon as communism fell, well, we know what happened. The rich got filthy rich and the poor and even the middle class just became very poor. But it's weird. Like we would go to cultural events and Kalinka music and, and this and that. And it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know that their ancient culture, their traditional culture has been passed down to like the last two generations at all. Well, the as I, I I have only known a couple of real Russians, you Ruskies. know, and they were both you know they left during the communist era, uh, became part of the American military intelligence community, you know, helping us understand Russia, mm-hmm. you know, and the ins and outs of. Uh, the KGB or whatever, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've asked that question, you know, just very pointedly. And one of the guys is like, you know, it's it's so intermixed now. There isn't, there really isn't a modern Russian culture. Mm-hmm. You go back prior to um, when the czar was, you know invited to leave office. Uh, he said, then you had certain cultures, right? Mm-hmm. And it was very strict. And that was when it was, you know, Russian pride. Mm-hmm. Not so much now, you know, the pride's still there. They still think they, you know, better than everybody in the world, but what that pride is supposed to be based on isn't there. Yeah. And, he said, so now what happens is when people are like, oh, when you're a Russian going, oh, Russian pride, you know, Russian this, Russian that. They're just making it up. Hmm. Oh, it's something I do. Like, um, I'm going to pick something that's not true. It's over-dramatized this. You know, like, farting at dinner. Man, why are you doing that? Russia. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they started using Russia as an excuse, yeah, <laughs> you know, to live the way they wanted to live. Yeah, that's what he was saying, and whatever. 
Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I see that, you know. Yeah. But there's a lot of that in America. Yeah. America. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> um, you know, but more, more, more now today, it's more like America. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it is the... The, the the loud obnoxious no, I the excuses. One. Yeah, we can live however we want. Yeah, yeah, only on this mortal plane. Yeah, yeah. I went to um, uh, buy some Mother's Day presents. I went to the mall, and man, the, my wife wanted these certain tights from this women's store, and so I go in there. And it was fine, whatever. It's obnoxious because there's like a bunch of, I don't know, like teenage girls to young adult girls. And I'm like, oh, they're so dumb these days. They're so pathetic. <laughs> no, they are. They all wear these mom jeans. No, they wear mom jeans because they're fat. And and they still, it's like, come on, you're disgusting. Like, oh. <laughs> Honestly, if I was a teenage boy in this day and age, I would be like, what on earth has gone wrong? Why is this what we have to choose from? Like, the pool's pathetic. Anyways, that's, that John, wasn't the, John, <laughs> the, why the are point. You, we, we've, we, we've always raised you. You know, we're a Christian family. We've always raised you that way. And now you come to us and tell us you're gay. How did this happen? Yeah, yeah. Well, have you seen the fat pigs I have to choose from? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm convinced people become gay because they're repulsive to the other sex. That's the only reason, in my opinion. Because <laughs> it's all girly boys, which real women don't want, or it's, well, or it's butch women. If you're of a weak-minded kind of person, yep. there's a certain subculture that, well, I'm gay because it's cool. Yeah. You know, it's not culturally cool right now. No, yeah. It's not. Anyway, so like the the point wasn't how how stupid, but I mean that's another point of the story. But I go, I get up to the front, and I'm just happy to get out. And this was a busy store; like they had a big lineup. I was probably in line for 15 minutes waiting to pay in because literally all the tills were that busy. And then they have one person directing you. So they're like, can I get you to stand right here? And this person will take you. And it was a very good system. So you'd kind of be standing in front of the till while that person was finishing and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I get put in front of this this thing. I couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl. <laughs> Fairly certain it was a boy who's choosing to be girl. <laughs> And you know what? I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, this this isn't new. I, I know how freaking confused so many people are and how stupid they are. And so I was like, hey, how are you doing today? And this person looked at me and then looked down and saw I had a wedding ring on and treated me like a piece of garbage. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You can look at me and see that I am a man. You look at my wedding ring and say, this is a, a straight man who's married to a woman. And this thing, this it, is it a boy or is it a girl? No clue. That's going to judge me because I am the way God intended? Oh, I was, I was like, you, I was just blown away. I thought, you know what? You guys, go ahead. Enjoy this. Get woke. Enjoy wokeness stupid retard you little faggot whatever the hell you are i can kick your ass so fast and i'm i'm trying to be nice to you see i believe your lifestyle is wrong i believe that you're living in sin and i am going to be kind to you and treat you nicely and then you're just going to look at me because we're different and they say that we are the ones that are like phobic <laughs> you know and that's exactly what i, I was going to say is they can't no one can have it both ways no. No one. You're not allowed. And I have promised myself I will make it a point to point it out to anybody who does it. And I have um, once. That's the only chance I've had so far. If somebody looked at me and my wife being a heterosexual couple like we were garbage, and I went, you can't have it both ways. And they're like, huh? I said, you can't look at us that way. But then be mad if I look at you that way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they were just, uff, 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 uff. Yeah. I know. You know, huff yourself to death. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I know they they that that whole group. 
You know, they want, oh, you have to be accepting, you have to be kind, but they will not be accepting and kind and tolerant. You say, you know what? Listen, you could do what you want. I think, you know what? My personal belief is men should marry women. Ah, that's hatred. I was like, well, no, sorry. I'm allowed to believe that. It's like their way or the highway. And it's just, ugh. It's I, uh, ding dang donkulous. I told somebody, now, this is someone that we worked at the same place. Um, he was gay. I'm not, but we got along at work. I don't judge. That's not for me. That's for God. You know, I believe you're going to get, you know, what you're going to get. You don't believe that it's not up. I don't have a bag full of brimstone to throw at you. That's not my job. You know, I don't have to, I'll tell you, know, when he asked me, I was like, no, I, I'm not going to treat you any differently as a human being. I don't have to agree with your lifestyle, and I'm not going to tell you I accept it. And I'm not going to sit here and, you know, nail you to the wall either. You know, it's not my job to throw shade on you. It's not. Um, but I'm not going to tell you it's okay if you like, hey, do you accept my lifestyle? Absolutely not, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, how do you know it's not right? I'm like, okay. Just for the sake of your argument, leave religion out of this. Are you familiar with the game Tetris? Yeah. What's that got to do with it? Are you familiar with that little game when you were a kid? You know, round peg, round hole. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Two blocks who have the same shape don't go together. It's Just saying. Entirely, like, it's unsustainable. <clears throat> you can't believe in a truly sustainable lifestyle and be gay. And he said, "Well, there's homosexuality in the in nature. No, there's not." I know that's he said, a- well. Yes, and he gave me the example that they're all using, and I'm like, "That's not homosexuality, you douche nozzle. It's a primate um, showing dominance." Yeah. Because they don't have speech, because they don't have reason like we do. They have reason, but they can reason. But they don't have speech. They don't have the intelligence that we do. Yeah. Right. They don't have the communic- communicative ability <clears throat> we do. And they're still animals to a large respect because they're animals. Yeah. So I can't say, look, I got all the women. I'm stronger than you. Just go away. Yeah. But you do understand that the dominant alpha of this group makes all the babies, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's how I have to show you I'm dominant over you. Yeah. You know, I'm going to treat you like a bee. Mm -hmm. And then you run away. Yeah. It's not homosexuality. It's dominance. Yeah. Yeah. Stop it, people. I had a teacher once and they didn't, this was like the end of my homeschooling years. And uh, I, I said, homosexuality is wrong. I was like, I don't think it is. And I was like, no, well, that's fine. You're allowed to think that. I think it's wrong. It, it just doesn't work. He goes, what do you mean it doesn't work? And, and this was like uh, email back and forth. This wasn't over the phone. And so I went and I drew a picture of two nuts, like nuts and then two bolts. And then I drew a nut and a bolt. And I said, of these three little diagrams that I have, which one actually works and which one doesn't? And I said, if you can get past this with logic, then we could go to something different. But this basic theory that you take a bolt and a nut and now you can fasten things. If you take a bolt and a bolt, you can't. If you take a nut and a nut, you can't. We don't need to go any further than that. Plain as day, boil it down to something simple tangible that you can understand it does not work so it must be wrong sustainable yeah it it doesn't work everyone in the world if everyone in the world today turned gay within a hundred years we there'd be no humans yeah 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 Uh, you know it just keeps going and going i just i saw this uh thing about that (laughs) The, the the biological male who's competing in the female NCAA swimming stuff. And anyways, he tied for 
fifth and sixth with a girl. And when they were posing for the, it was like an, an absolute tie. Like, you know, they're very precisely timed swimming competitions and it was a tie. And so they said, uh, okay, well, we're going to, you know, go behind the podium for a picture. We'll give you your fifth and sixth place trophy. They told the girl, the biological female said, you hold on to this uh, sixth place one and we're, we'd have to order you a second one. And she said, well, can I have a picture with the fifth place one? She goes, no, we're going to give it to them. I said, well, why can't we both hold that one? And they said, ah, it's just best if, if I think they call this guy, even on the show, they acknowledge, they're like, they call him a she. And I'm like, okay, that's wrong. He's got a penis. Okay. So he's a he. Whether or not he's confused about it, don't start confusing yourself or crediting his confusion by labeling him a she, but Liam or whatever. And so anyways, and they said, like, this girl spoke out and she was on Tucker Carlson's show. And it's like, I think they weren't prepared to handle it. But she says, you think about this, you know, we, <laughs> it is an absolute blow to women's rights, you know? And these people are, they're like, I'm non-binary, like the LGBT, whatever, this weird community. And they can, they have to keep adding letters to it, but they are destroying a lot of the stuff where they started from, right? Like f extreme feminism. It's just being destroyed. Not by, not by masculinity, not by straight men. You know, it's destroying it. It's all this queer community. That's just wrecking the shit. It's like, man, and that's the exact thing. Woke eats itself. Like they, it's, it's, it's it, sometimes I'm like, Oh, it sucks to have to go through all this stupidity, but I'm not worried about it because it is fully retarded. It is like retards leading a bunch of retards. And it's like, cool, that's not going to end well. You need somebody half intelligent. You need somebody who's got some understanding, some discernings, who knows right and wrong if you want to lead a group of people. And everybody that jumps on the bandwagon is like, dude, you're just running straight off a cliff. Bye-bye. Like, I'm not concerned because you're not going to be around for very long because you, oh, get woke, go broke. This whole country is a joke. Anyways. Well, you know, um, Netflix's days are numbered. How so? Well, they went woke, full woke. They got rid of anything on, off their, almost everything off of their platform that's, you know, toxic masculinity. Oh, yeah. And all the Netflix originals are, that they're making now are woke. Uh, and they've had to cancel one because they don't have enough money. Hmm. They're going broke. Because of woke. And instead of saying, you know what? Woke is wrong. We're going to go back to the way we were. Oh, no, they're doubling down. We are going to introduce lower price tiers with commercials. Oh, wow. So we can make our profit back. Yeah. Well, no, now you really are going to die. Yeah. No one wants you. Yeah. If you're going to do that. Hmm. Interesting. I, I, yeah. I know, and it's like, so we've got Netflix, and I, I, I will, I'll watch a few shows, but honestly, I'm like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll get rid of it. I don't know. You know, I, this, uh, I haven't seen anything on Netflix that I watch that I can't get somewhere else, one, or, you know, I look through the movies, there's not a movie on there I, I like. Mm -hmm. um, there's one Netflix original movie I like, but it's not because it's a great movie. Mm -hmm. It's because some great people 30 years ago made a movie today and they all look like, um, they make themselves look stupid. And I just, it's a point and laugh movie for me personally. Mm, yeah. And I just love watching it to point and laugh to see how far these people fell. Mm, yeah. Oh, we had to wait 30 years to make a movie together to have all of us in it, you know, involved in the project. Mm. And you're all now 90. And Robert De Niro, when you're trying to curb stomp somebody, you look like you're falling off your walker. Mm. It's sad. Mm. But, you know, whatever. Yep. But anyway, you know, and some of the new stuff that they're putting on Netflix is just horrific. Now, there's a couple of 
because they bought a bunch of Korean TV mm. and movies and put on there last year because, mm. you know, they couldn't make anything new because of the sniffles. And uh, one or two of those Korean things, actually very entertaining. Mm. Not family-friendly. Mm. A lot of blood and gore, not mm. not sex or nudity or anything like that, just blood and gore. Yeah. Uh uh, but still, yeah. Huh. Yeah, no, I don't know, but yeah, when I actually think about like, so we've got Netflix, we've got Disney Plus. I think that's all we've got. But and then we have satellite TV, uh, which we need for streaming sports. But I don't know when I look at like, there's this one show on Netflix called Superstore, and I like that because it just totally makes fun of Walmart, and it's. I, I find that to be actually a funny show, and it's fairly wholesome. It's not entirely the best, but it's not too bad. But I don't know that we have that superstore. Oh, you got to. Oh, it's good. You got. I'm I, gonna you, look, but I don't think we have it. It's funny because it's um, it's based and like in a fake I'm Walmart at VPNs. Oh yeah, yeah. That way I can look at Netflix Canada or Netflix Germany or yeah. Whatever. But yeah, when I look at, it, I'm like, you know what? We probably watch once a week. Maybe like Netflix, maybe twice. And I'm like, I don't know if they start <clears throat> getting to the point where they're going to start putting commercials in, then I'll be like, I'm gone for sure. Like, well, done. no, you'd have to um, pay for that lower tier. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Speaking I mean, it'll of- only affect us because. It, it's financing the woke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you know, like there's that whole thing, people just boycott everything, boycott this, boycott that. And there's a certain sense where I agree with it, but then, you know, like every Christmas time, somebody comes up with a reason to boycott Starbucks because something offends them. And usually it's very, very conservative Christians. And they're like, oh, it's too commercialistic about Christmas. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Like the entire world? Like, come on. <laughs> like, this isn't just Starbucks. If you want to boycott consumerism around Christmas time, you better not give any Christmas presents. Because if you do, you're just supporting the machine. Like, I don't know. And that every time you turn around, there's... And then I was kind of like, oh, I'm going to boycott Carhartt because they're forcing the, maxi- the vaccine mandates on their on their employees, even though they don't have to federally. Right. But they're like, no, we're going to do it anyways. And I'm like, oh, can't, can't give you my money. But then I'm also like, you also make good work wear that I like to wear. (laughs) You know what I mean? And if, if I just don't wear it, is it going to change your mind? I don't know. I, I think on a mask, mass organized level, it might be something, but I don't know. Every time you turn around, there's somebody else that you're supposed to boycott. And then it's like, like that. Nah, I don't know. Well, I uh, I boycotted the first company I boycotted, and I'm just, I just do this personally. I don't go around saying, "Oh, <laughs> Facebook <boycott>. posting, <laughs> oh, don't boycott Levi's." You know, boycott Levi's. Well, Levi's came out publicly, gave money to Bloomberg's anti-gun people, and said, "You know, we're anti-gun." Well, no, I'm anti-Levi's. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's a personal thing. I won't wear Levi's now. Having said that, at the same time, uh, Levi's quit making and selling the pants I actually wore. So um, it worked out good for you. Long time ago, they they still made 501s, but they didn't make the 501, and that's why I quit wearing 501s and went to zipper. Now they quit making the zipper pants I wore because they went to the same pant but low rise. Mm. And I'm like, People over 30 shouldn't wear a low rise like that, number mm. one. And that's too much like a skinny jean. And that, I, I hate to say this, people, but that's just gay. <laughs> Every time I see people on TV, right, and they're portly, and I'm trying to be nice, portly, just say and they're over 40, and they're wearing skinny jeans, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> you are trying to tell your wife something. Ugh. You know, yeah, it's just like fat ladies wearing tights. It's like no, 
No, no. Actually, any ladies wearing tights out and about, is, it's not appropriate. It's not. It, well, it, it took me a long time to adjust to it. I still don't like it. But at, if all you're doing is wearing you know, yoga pants around, that's not the worst thing I've seen. Um, but again, they shouldn't be made in any size that contains an X and an L. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> even, Bad. Even, and if you're into the women's sizes, nothing above 14. Yeah. Unless you're seven feet tall. Yeah. Not appropriate, in my opinion. Um, but well, I think a six foot two woman is inappropriate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's. It's weird. I forget. I'm trying to think. There's something I just saw recently, and people are like, boycott this. I'm like, but I kind of like that thing. And then I saw the reasons for the boycott. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of a good. Well, it's kind of like so an example. <clears throat> oh, yeah, the, the Russian sharpener that I still haven't sent you. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it in. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's like, you know, I, I did that video, and people are so ticked off because of Russia, right? And it's like... You know, it's it's funny because I got like a lot of kickback, a lot of criticism, and and then it's funny because there's um there's one podcast and they're talking about a guy, and this guy they're talking about, he sent me messages about blah blah, you know, coming after me, and and but at the same time, this 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 other guest on the podcast was promoting a company that does stabilized wood out of Russia. And then the way he came at it was like, you know what? He's really just doing whatever he can to make a living. You know, things are tough in Russia and they've been cut off. And so jobs are getting scarce there. So we need to support these people. And I take that standpoint. It's like, am I defined by Justin Trudeau? Of course not. I am completely different than the government of Canada, right? Just like uh, not every Russian is Vladimir Putin. Like people just get and it's like, you got a Russian knife. It's like, do you know what? These people that make this Russian knife sharper, they may be some of the greatest people on earth. You know what I mean? Like people just jump on this whole, it's this whole like social justice thing that, that and that's kind of where I see boycotts falling into and, you know, people saying, oh, you got to stop doing it. Don't support this. Well, if you believe in that, then don't. Okay. Like if you really don't want to support Russia at all, cool, fine. But you need to understand that not every single Russian is attacking Ukraine right now. In fact, the vast majority of Russians don't want what's going on to be going on. They are against it. But it's like, ah, this this whole stupid mob crap, you know? Oh, speaking, just one thing that's funny, speaking of uh, the war in Ukraine and then the COVID, so Trudy went on a little tour of Ukraine and talked with the guy and stuff, unmasked the whole time, and Ukraine only is, a, they estimate, about a 35% vaccine rate. <laughs> and then as soon as he comes into Canada, he will not be seen without a face mask on. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, you've got so, you're signaling so much virtue to us Canadians. Wow, this is great. It's funny. And they're building in Quebec, they're building a, a Moderna plant so that they can make a hundred, I think they're going to have the capacity for 100 million doses a year. <laughs> that's like three times the population of the country. <laughs> so like a jab is three times a year. Is that how it's going to work? Oh, it's funny. You know, at the, yep. the, the main superstore here on Netflix. You can't? Nope. I had to watch it on uh, either NBC streaming service or uh, Amazon. Oh, okay. It's funny. Have you ever seen it? No. Uh, you should try giving it a watch. It's It's pretty funny. Some are funnier than I others. But give it a watch. Yeah. Uh, oh, we, Steph and I, that's probably one of our favorite shows. We're actually watching the entire series. Like, we've watched every season. We're actually starting at beginning again and going through. I like that one. But So we got another house inspection coming up. I got to go get ready for that. <clears throat> I'm so sick and tired of this, man. Like, the limbo of knowing, not knowing if we're moving or if we're not. You know? It's like... It's a seems like you got a lot of bureaucracy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so so when we built this house, have I talked about the warranty thing? Yeah. Yeah. And so this is all like if if I had put the warranty on the house in, in the beginning, then it would have been a done deal right now. But so the this should be the last inspection and the people that are coming to inspect today are the people that are going to supply the warranty on the house. So 
obviously just want to make sure that it doesn't look like it's falling down, that it looks like it was properly built. And I guess to our advantage, it's been sitting here for four years, <clears throat> you know, so there's a little bit of that, but, um, yeah, so we had to extend the conditions till the 31st now. Everything's in place. Like the, the financing is done. The only thing on the financing is they want to see the certificate number of the registered warranty. So once I get this done, this guy does an inspection, hopefully early next week, they'll be like, yep, go ahead. Then I can pay them their money for this thing. I can get, you know, a hold put on a bunch of my money in the bank because <laughs> that makes sense. And then they'll issue me a warranty certificate. And then I have to give that to the province of Alberta and they'll say, okay, this is registered. Now you're free to transfer the title. And then I can call them up and say, okay, here's the certificate number. And then they'll waive conditions. And then, whoosh. so right now we've got the, the move out date for June 7th. And it actually, it's funny because the, the longer this goes, the more I learn about the people buying our house. They have until June 31st to get out of the house. So they basically wanted to have a month of transition, which I could get if you've got small kids. Like they look like they have at least one or two toddler kids, but so they're being reasonable with us. We've been reasonable with them. Like we've given every extension that they've asked for. And so then we said, listen, we don't have this yet. This is going to take time. We can do an extension if you want, or we kill the deal. And they're like, no, let's do an extension. So it's good. You know, that's another reason why it's nice to have realtors is that you get like, you know, mediators in between, but they seem like I'm actually really, uh, I'm frustrated with the bank that they're using. Like we used to bank with them and they're just, they're jokes. Like why wouldn't they tell us they want the certificate before now, right? Before the second extension, they say, yep, the financing's approved. And then they're like, but we just need this. And it's like, we knew we needed this and we were getting it. And we knew that we can't transfer the title, right? Like the legally the deal can't go through, but I don't know. It's just dumb. But anyways, hopefully this will be the last inspection and then we can just get on with it and move if we're going to move. And But this whole in-between. And then I'm almost done these tiles. Oh, I hate doing tiles, Todd. You have no idea. No idea. I loathe. I loathe my existence right now because I'm tiling. It's the worst thing ever. And I will never, ever tile a shower, a bathroom ever again. Kitchen backsplash, no problem. Anything else, not a chance. I kept hoping that I would cut my thumb off on the saw so that I could have a good excuse not to continue. But I hope you never have to, but I'm going to save this episode. No. So you, in a couple of years, if we're still doing it, and you're like, yeah, you know, Steph wants me to redo the bathroom. Yeah. And the master, and I, you know, got to do this, that, and the other. I can be like, hold on a second. Good, please do. Let me replay you something. Please keep me from myself because we do. <laughs> we are planning on redoing the master bathroom. Like, I don't know why my parents like dark colors. So they did like black tile in their shower. And it's gross. Like, I like white. And like, they've got dark, dark everything. And so we walk into the master, I'm like, it's really nice. Like, it's a nice shower. They've got a nice tub in there. Nice vanity, like two sinks. It's nothing wrong, but it's all black tile. And it's gross. Like, it's not our style. So that is like, num that's like on the list is a, and I told Steph, I said, we're going to have to hire somebody. So, oh, <laughs> if you could have my back there too, I would definitely appreciate that, Todd. <laughs> no problem. Oh, oh. And you know, every, every time I, I, I do something, I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll like, after the fact, I'm like, why, why was this so hard? And then just somehow, like randomly, a, a little video will pop into my YouTube feed. And like three tricks for laying perfectly straight. I'm like, oh, could have used this two days ago, you know. But it's it's coming good. Like it's, it's being done properly and it, it looks good. But my word, is it ever taken a long time? Like I'm hoping, like the only thing I have now is to do the, the bottom tiles. So all the walls are done. Nothing's been grouted. And then I've got to lay the, we're doing like, glass uh recycled glass tiles on the bottom they're just like little hexagons and those are nice because they're on like the little mat you know that backing but i spent yesterday just making sure the trays were perfectly smooth and even and you know checking my slope i've got good slope everywhere and so now i gotta start laying everything out cutting it and oh it's it's 
it's hateful. It's hate, absolutely hateful. I'll never do it again. Never, ever, 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 ever. I can't stand it. But that's how I feel about yard work. Yeah, at least, at least you're outside with the yard work. You got to hear the birds. <sighs> no, no, I can't hear birds anyway, so yeah. doesn't do me any good. There you go. Well, I should actually get going because I got to go get ready for this inspector showing up here. Oh, but, right. uh, thanks so much for another show. Thanks everybody for listening. Mm-hmm. Muchos gracias. All nine of you. That's right. Oh well, wait, after last week, all eight of you. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure we had some harsh words for somebody. So I, yeah, who knows? Maybe dropping like flies, Todd. Yep. But. Oh, you should have. You should have been here yesterday. Was that? I was watching. I started watching uh, Matt's most recent video of him at the racing school. Okay. There was a midget that was gonna race. <sighs> Why did you have to tell and, me this, Todd? And as soon as Danette saw it, she just started grinning because she knew what was coming. And she was walking out the door anyway to go walk in with Brilla. And uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, this guy specializes in short track racing. <laughs> <laughs> he races midget cars. And I just went off. That's funny. She leaves, and I'm still talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is good going off on <laughs> midget racing jokes. That's funny. I, I was funny. I was cracking myself up. Yeah, that's, right. that's how you know you're good is when you can be alone in a room and start laughing at what you say. <laughs> Either that or crazy. <laughs> right on, Todd. It was good chatting right, with you man. again. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Yep. Bye bye.